Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Dunk You Very Much, Thank Central you. Taipei's number one English language NBA podcast, brought to you live in the heart of Da'an, next to the Yang Kung Milk King. Oh my goodness. Your host, Sam Yarbs, here as always, my co-host, Matthew Von Ryan. You know, the Spurs have spent the last three months trying to trade the Marcus Aldridge. And as my grandfather always said, if you can't trade him, give him that three-year, $72 million extension. <laughs> three-year, 72. Man. Came out of nowhere, huh? That's, yeah, that, was a, that, was a, that was a shocker. Really, I looked at the Spurs. I don't know what's going on with that one. But um, I do know what's going on with us right now. Ooh, it's, got a lot coming up. It is the night before the start of the NBA season, my How friend. How are we going to uh, sleep? How are we going to sleep? When I was a young kid, we all used to get excited for that night before Christmas, dreaming of those presents under the tree. The, you know, this is the closest thing I get to that feeling right now, is the night before the NBA. We've been talking about it. How long have we been doing this for months now? Jesus Christ. Talking all hypotheticals. All hypotheticals. All, all stuff. We, we filled up the summer. We were talking about... We talked about with the, the NBA draft lottery. We talked about tanking reform. We, we filled some... We fired shots. We, we had heat check moments. Yeah, we had all sorts of stuff going on there. And finally, we're going to have actual basketball to talk about. I cannot wait. LeVar Ball will no longer be the most popular basketball figure <laughs> to be discussed on this podcast. We'll be able to, to switch it up a little bit, but that'll be a real nice change of pace to talk about some actual basketball. If you guys are interested to know what we're most excited about for the upcoming season, check out our last podcast. We broke down the three things that we're each most excited about for the upcoming season. It was a very important pod. We got a lot, a lot of stuff out. We set the tone for the season. Oh, it was all optimism. It was beautiful. It was a great thing. We only shit on a few teams. It was good. <laughs> you got to fire some shots. You got to come out. You got to come out swinging, you know? Uh, so check that one out. Uh, Dunk You Very Much Pod. You can find us on Facebook, Dunk You Very Much Pod. Twitter, Dunk You Very Much Pod. Or hit us on email, dunkyouverymuchpod at gmail.com. Today, we are coming at you with another NBA trivia pod. This is oh, what you know. You guys this, can play along at home. This is one of my favorites, yeah. Uh, so what we've got for you this time, this is a little condensed version of the trivia, kind of a night-before-tip-off trivia for you and your friends. You guys can break down, follow along. The last trivia pod was a mega three-parter. It took a lot out of us. <laughs> there was a, a punishment. There was a, a shot of grouse to be had for the person who got the, the question wrong. And then we ended up going to uh, just a sort of a sudden death mode where <laughs> someone was taking a shot for each question. We had a lot of questions. We had 10 questions each. If, if they got it, if they got it right, then uh, you were taking the shot. If they got it wrong, they were taking it. <laughs> we were playing for pride. Today is actually more important. Today is more important. Pride, pride is the most important uh, most important thing going down, and, and we don't have any grouse. Thank God we don't have any grouse right now. To be honest, I forgot to buy the grouse. I was going to. So let's just play for pride. Let's it's keep it positive. for the best. It's for the best. We've had a long one. So this one, we do encourage you guys to follow along. Uh, you know, see if you can figure out the answers to the questions before we reveal them, and uh, you maybe challenge yourself to a drinking game, maybe challenge yourself to a pride, challenge one of your friends, see which one of you knows the most, and all of these questions are about the upcoming NBA season. Yeah, you might be hearing trivia, like, oh yeah, I hear that on the podcast. These are all about the future. Yeah. Future trivia. Future trivia, yeah, yeah. You should know the answers to these yeah. if we are writing the questions. And this time, I, I've, I've stuck to the rules. Last time, I was a little bit fast and loose with the What's rules. the middle name of... <laughs> Some dumb fuck player, I don't know. <laughs> uh, that was yeah. I'm sorry. That, that was, was a, that was a really unfair one. But uh, other than that, no. I've got, we got some good questions. So we're going five each. We're going to go back and forth, uh, head to head, uh, for pride right here. Who knows the most coming into the upcoming season? And I'm excited. Uh, anything else we should touch on before we get started? Are you ready to dive in? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Um, I got a hot one for you if you're ready. Yeah. Okay, Matt. We're going to kick off with your first question. Go ahead. Sam, you know we're always talking about hype on here. And uh, you're a person who's always kind of shitting on the hype, especially 76ers hype. But the <laughs> Lakers, they're, they're coming in a hype team. 
Mm. Besides Lanzavall, who's the most hyped player on this team? Kuz. The Kuzma. 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 Uh, Kuzma. Out of Utah. Kuzma. No one saw him coming. Yeah. Their first round pick. You know, people say, well, he played for a, a Pac-12 school. You know, people just, they don't see the late games. Mm -hmm. People just kind of missed him. But, uh, Sam, there's actually a former number one pick from Utah also on the Laker. Who is that player? A former number one pick from Utah from on Utah. the Lakers. All right, that's an interesting one. He's a number one overall pick. Number one overall NBA pick. Okay, then I, th I think I know who it is, but let's, but let's break down the, because uh, I want to give the viewers a little bit of time to jump in with their guesses too. Uh, oh, when I think of great Utah players, the first player I think it was the professor, uh, you know, uh, Andre, Andre Miller, the professor, was mm. a fantastic Utah player, had a great, uh, I, don't think, I don't know if they made the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight the year that he was in there, but I had a great run, obviously one of the great guys, but I know he was, he was not Utah? a number one pick. Yeah, he was a U. Okay. Um, a U, a U uh, I believe so, I should double check that, I don't have that right in front of me. Andre Miller, I believe. Arizona, no? Arizona? No, I don't think no, he was Arizona. No. I think Andre Miller was a youth. That's a good one to look up. We should Google that a shot. Pac-12 for um, sure. Number one overall pick for Utah. Is still playing the league. A number one pick. Now I'm getting a little bit nervous about my, my choice because I thought that this guy was no longer, was not playing on the Lakers. And if he's playing on the Lakers, it would form the most awkward white guy twin towers I've ever heard of. Is it, uh, is it Andrew Bogut? It is Andrew, Andrew Bogut. Bogut. Okay, it's Former number, number one, one pick. I, I think it is kind of interesting where if there's a no, a former number one player on the same roster that people say, well, well of course they missed him. He's from Utah. Well, what about the number one pick on the same team? <laughs> yes, what yeah. logic are you using? Here? Exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. Sam starts it off with the bang. All right, one for one. Kyle Kuzma, really interesting. Uh, reading some background on him. Uh, young man's out of Flint, Michigan, I believe. Yeah. He's a Flint native, and uh, people talk about how unusual it is that a guy like that is missed by Tom Izzo and his program at Michigan State. Uh, you know, Izzo mines that Flint, Michigan area. And, mm -hmm. and normally, if you're a talented basketball player, you're going to Michigan State. Uh, I think I believe he left Flint during his junior or senior year of high school. He was recruited by a, a, a prep school in, in Pennsylvania, so he might have been out of, uh, you know, the region right there, but still his hometown right in Izzo's backyard. So interesting that he missed uh, and, and signed with a relatively low-profile Pac-12 school. To be honest, it's pretty amazing how anyone ends up in Utah who's yeah. not either Mormon or from Utah. Yeah. I'd be interested to hear if you're anyone's Mor story, <laughs> even they weren't recruited, or anyone's story, how they ended up there, I would, I'd read that story. That'd be interesting, yeah. And more, if you're Mormon, you probably, BYU is probably the first angle you're going for. So it's like, it's like the second tier yeah, Mormon school. Yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> it's right. not even the top tier Mormon school. That's pretty bad. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, That's so a good point. That one's, uh, that one's, that one's interesting. Uh, yeah, so all right, I'm starting off one for one. one for Excellent. One. Kyle Kuzma, um, I'm not buying into the Kuzma hype. I'm, I'm all set. I'm I am Kuzma. not buying into it either. I think maybe a role player, but I think 10 minutes a game is top. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying it. Yeah, preseason. So it, just in general, like maybe this is worthy of a little side diversion right here. What do you think of the of the increased emphasis people have seemed to place on preseason and summer league games? I think it's just the correlation of the attention we pay to the league. Yeah. You know, now there's just a 24-hour news cycle. Great. And now like with Twitter and Bleacher Report and... SB Nation and ESPN and all the, the media personalities we like, we're just getting so much information about these guys that I think we're just dying to actually see it. Yeah. Before, there just wasn't that much news out, so we didn't have that desire to like watch a, a, a pointless game. Yeah. 
I think that's a that's a great way to put it. Yeah, just the the need to fill content, the, the amount of content being created, some of which you're listening to right now. Uh, no, this the, is the good stuff. The this need the to one. fill. Yeah, we didn't do too much on, on summer league though. We 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 you know we talked yeah. a little bit about some of our takeaways a little bit. We didn't spend a lot of time. We've talked basically not at all about preseason. Just a few, which I think is good. I think one thing's interesting about how some pundits have seemed to try to break it down as this kind of generational thing where millennials and the younger folks oh they love preseason like you know like millennials love preseason you know where it's, it's just like we like basketball it's the only basketball when, yeah. when euro league was on people are watching that yeah we watched the university ad <laughs> we watched, yeah, we watched, we watched university of virginia used to a bunch of 26 year old lithuanian purdue, college students purdue that's right yeah, yeah sorry, it's, sorry. it's ridiculous my apologies to university of virginia you did not lose the university ad in fact um all right my first question um uh, for you is is kind of a, a flashback to our first trivia pod, um, which I thought I'd kind of put the shoe on the other foot. Uh, Matt and I are living over here. We are in Taiwan. We are in central Taipei. You guys are always welcome to visit. Yeah, anytime. There's always a spot on, on the bed or the couch or wherever we're filming, a, wherever we're recording our podcast. We're not both on the bed, by the way. Sorry, that sounded weird. Um, there's always a spot here. If you want to jump in and do a guest spot, if you're in Taipei, give us a shout. We are central Taipei's number one English language NBA podcast. Undisputed. Undisputed. Uh, holding that belt. And... Um, so I'm always interested in the international angle for basketball. Yeah. And in the um, in the early in the first uh, trivia pod, I asked you which team had the most international players on their roster mm-hmm. heading into. Do you remember the answer to that one? This the the Jazz. It was the Utah Jazz. What's interesting is that your answer, uh, the Spurs, would now be correct. The updated <laughs> rosters they cut the uh, the black Ukrainian guy. <laughs> and he's no longer, so they have, they're down to seven. Mm. And uh, there's, I believe the Spurs, and I think there's, the 76ers might have seven as well. I was well. going to say the 76ers, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. I think they have about seven as well. Guys. There's a lot of foreign guys. Um, so I'm going to flip that question on its head, Matt, and ask you which NBA team, now there's some caveats coming, which NBA team has the least number of foreigners on their roster. The least number of foreign-born Does players. Does Trump on an NBA roster. team? Trump, yeah, the, the Buffalo. That's the G League team. Sorry, that's the. Uh, uh, so the, yeah, the least. <laughs> that'd be amazing. If Trump is on a team. So um, here's my caveat because this is a, I think, a, a difficult question. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna provide you with a couple of uh, a couple of parameters here that's gonna make it a little bit easier. First of all, there. Um, I'll tell you the number of, of foreign players on the team with the least. It's two. Jesus. That's and the lowest is two. The lowest is two. Holy and that, shit. Look at the international And that is a market. Holy 10-way tie. Holy <laughs> so there are fuck. 10 potential teams. So right off the bat, you have a one-third chance of getting this one correct. And given the fact that I know you have a, a pretty good depth of NBA knowledge, I think you can probably narrow it down and make it even easier. Um, I included 10 teams. There's going to be a little bit of controversy about some of these players being foreign players or not what the sure, definition yeah. of So I've just done the broadest definition at all. So, um, you know, this is, in, this is including any kind of joint citizenship. There's some weird cases that I'd like to talk to you about afterwards that are kind of interesting. <laughs> but any of the, if you can name just one, one of the teams, I'll t- accept any of these teams as the team with the least amount of foreign-born players or foreign players on their roster. Any team. Any team, yeah. Okay, let's say let's see the Lakers. I watched their preseason game the other day. Uh, Bogut from Australia. Shit, I know there's so many teams. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. The Lakers stood out to me as like. Well, why don't you think team. about break down the teams that you know for sure have a ton of foreign-born players? Who are the ones you can eliminate? 
I mean, that'd be 20 teams. <laughs> yeah, 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 you don't want to break them all down, but, you know, you know, always increase your odds. I mean, the back of the roster for any team is uh, is pretty tough. Yeah, there could always be a sneaky, <clears throat> like, 15th spot, yeah. Yeah, I mean, or even, like, you know, naming more than 10 for any team. Like, as much as I watch the NBA, like, I don't think yeah. I could do that for too many teams. Right. I guess I'll just go Portland. I mean, I'll, I'll break down the Portland roster because yeah. that's the one I know the best. So the starters, they have one foreign player in Nurkic. Uh, the bench... I can't think of any foreign players they have. I'm gonna just gonna go Portland. Portland Trailblazers, absolutely. Now this is a controversial one. Mm. Technically, you, there's two ways to look at it. Either Portland is by far has the least amount of foreign players, mm-hmm. or has four foreign-born players. There's technically four players who are classified as foreign-born, but three of them are super sketchy foreign status. <laughs> the only one that's undisputed is Nurkic, uh, right. Bosnia and Herzegovina. Herzegovina. Here's the Govnia. Sure. Um, the other three is uh, Alfarik Alaminu. Alfarik Aminu. Alfarik Aminu is uh, American, but he also has Nigerian citizenship. I don't know which one came first. A lot of these cases are weird. There's players who were maybe whose parents might have dual citizenship, thus they are they are allowed to have two countries. But I believe he's American born. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to get the American passport just because you're an NBA player. Like, right. You know, most NBA players don't. Don't sorry, have it. Most yeah. foreign-born international players don't have American passport. It takes yeah. a while to get to. Cantor is trying to get one now. Yeah. After his country disowned. Yeah. Cheers, him. cheers, Trump. Yeah. Thanks, Trump, for that. And Actually, that might be the only foreigner I'm happy Trump keeps out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I I would guess that the American one came first. Yeah. And that his family's from there, so he got the. There seems to be a little bit of a difference where certain players are classified. American slash another country, and then other players are classified another country slash American. Hmm. For example, on the Indianapolis Pacers, um, DeMontis Sabonis is classified as Lithuanian slash American, which I'm assuming because his father was Arvidas Sabonis, yeah. played in the NBA a long time, maybe has an American wife. I'm not sure. Maybe I think he was born in Lithuania, but has American citizenship as well. <laughs> Whereas these yeah. players on the Portland Trailblazers, I'm assuming, were born in America and have. So uh, uh, Aminu, U.S. Nigerian, Mo Harkless, U.S. slash Puerto Rico, and Puerto Shabazz Rico. Napier, also half Puerto Rican slash Puerto Rican. Wow, yeah. Uh, Puerto Rico is America's love, I thought. I guess right. We're, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's controversial. Yeah, which. Yeah, I don't hypothetically. know. Hypothetically, we're supposed to help them. Except um, for in case of disasters. We yeah. only help them when they are paying taxes. Please help, yeah, please help Puerto Rico. Uh, so uh, I, I think that actually Portland is, is the best choice because the only straight-up foreign-born player on the team is, is Nurkic. Uh, yeah, that's really interesting how they could go from one to four based on your interpretation. Exactly, yeah. Some, some of the other teams, uh, the, uh, Brooklyn, uh, Mozgov, and they've got one other guy deep on the bench, Yakuba Otiari from Ghana slash France. Detroit Pistons, um, they have three if you include Reggie Jackson, who apparently is half Italian. I don't know. He's got, a, he's got it's USA slash Italy. That was the most confusing one to me. That one blew my mind. That was hilarious. Uh, Indianapolis also with, uh, with three, but you have to get creative with... Uh, with no, they, they, they straight up have three. TJ Leaf uh, has the USA slash Israel, which wow. that one's always confusing because um, Israel grants right of return to people who are Jewish born, so I'm not sure if that what that counts for. Charlotte only with two, uh, Batum and another uh, Australian guy. Miami with two. Oklahoma City Thunder only have two. The Clippers only have two. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies only have two, and the Phoenix Suns only two. Bender and um, and Alex Lent. Um, Memphis That's... one of their two. Your boy Dylan Brooks out of Oregon, Canadian. 
Shit, man. Straight Canadian. No longer my boy. Straight Canadian. Oh, he's cut. Yeah, duck, ducks aren't strong enough to stop that maple syrup blood. So those are the 10 teams with huh. two. I think Portland is the best choice. So great uh, great job. You were one for one as well. I mean, that's pretty amazing just to say a team only has two. Like that, That's pretty ridiculous. They're all over. Yeah, they're on every roster uh, consistently with two. I was hoping that there'd be one clear seven. Like, that's amazing, yeah. Yeah, all the way up to seven again. Yeah, yeah, I would clap for that. Give that, yeah. that a standing out. Yeah, standing out. Hey, we both one for one. We deserve a standing out. Awesome job. Um... Uh, right there. Cool. Let's keep it rolling. What do you got for me uh, for your second question? All right. The next player is not an international player. Well, he could be, but I wouldn't think of him as an international player. <laughs> he's like he's <laughs> Reggie Jackson Italian. <laughs> he has some German citizenship that I don't know about. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, this is the oldest active player in the NBA. The oldest active player in the NBA. Ooh. I'll, I'll give you a hint. He's not an international player. This is fantastic. Uh, oh, really? He's not? Yeah, I guess, I guess yeah, old Gasol, the, the Poe, wouldn't be, wouldn't be the... The oldest active player. Oh, it's got to be, um, well, I know who I think it's got to be, but let's walk through my thing again. You know, think about players who've been in the league forever. You know, big men don't typically have that much longevity. You're thinking probably it's some kind of a wing guy, some guy who's reinvented themselves to stay in the league. Uh, Joe Johnson out of Utah has been in the league for a very, very long time. But the oldest active player, um, I would think, would be a player that moved teams over the summer. Uh, went from one of my favorite Western Conference teams to one of my least favorite Western Conference teams. Is the oldest active player half man, half amazing, Vince Carter? Damn, dude. Great logic, too. What a, what a walk through. Yeah, it is. He, he'll turn 41 this January. God damn, 41 years old, getting it done. <laughs> but he'll still be under contract for another year after that. <laughs> That's wild. Do you think is Vince Carter's uh, slam dunk contest win still the best slam dunk contest of all time? Or do you are you in the Aaron I, Gordon top ten? Are you not a I, slam dunk guy? I'm not a slam dunk guy. But my favorite slam dunk in the world is Vince Carter dunking over the seven foot two French. in the Olympics. Was it French? He was a French guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eric in, Weiss in the Olympics, just just jumping over him. I show that to like. Balls Friends, in the face. Students, girlfriends, <laughs> like this. I always just show that. Anyone who hasn't seen that, I have to show them this. Like, oh, that's just amazing. fucking jumps over a seven foot. So you're guy. more of an in game dunk guy than a dunk contest guy. I, the All Star game is horrible. I don't think I've ever watched it. No, you don't get hyped for it. I, I can watch like five minutes and then I just turn it off. Three point contest is interesting. Everything else is garbage. I think this year, <clears throat> the whole they get to choose. I don't see how that changes anything. It's going to be some Maybe shitty subtweets and like, yeah, some, it's just a chance for them to act more passive, I guess. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I think that I would still give the nod to Vince Carter. So who do you think in today's game, who's the best in-game dunker? Who's the guy you get the most excited about? Maybe on a breakaway. I mean, for the, he doesn't get the highest, but he dunks the hardest. Westbrook, man. Oh, he yeah. He's such an angry dunker. And yeah. just it's so vicious and so loud that yeah. these are the highlights I like. Yeah, he has that. He does that crazy yell to the crowd afterward. He's a great. Yeah. He's a fantastic in-game dunker. And every time it looks like he might tear every ACL, MC. It looks like everything might just fly off him while he's in the air. What about uh, you? Fantastic. I would say um, I there's like LeBron isn't quite at the peak anymore. Like when he was that peak, like Miami era, where it's just like you could just throw a lob anywhere ten feet near the basket, and he'd go up and do that crazy one hand extended breakaway dunk. It's that was a beautiful. That was a cool. That was a really iconic dunk. Uh, uh, Giannis just because of like the plastic man potential, where you know he could dunk from the foul line, but while fading away, you right. know, like, <laughs> he does like this. His body just moves in ways I haven't seen humans move before. Especially when it's a surprise dunk. Like the defender <laughs> thinks like there's no way. Like, yeah. He's got to dribble twice and then like yeah. pull up and just. 
turns and dunks. Potential one to watch. Uh, I, mean, I mean, not to touch too much, you know, hashtag no preseason. Um, you see that uh, the Okafor dunk in the in the Celtics preseason game? Jalil Okafor? Oh, sorry, not Okafor. <laughs> my, my, my mistake. Uh, Embiid, the good big guy. <laughs> the good big guy. The Embiid dunk. I, Pump I fake from the did. top of the key. Yeah. One dribble, That's... two steps. Like, just insane. Like, if he, if he can... God, I hope he... It would ruin all of my preseason 76ers hate if he's healthy, but it'd be so much fun if he's... Oh, man. So he could be a fantastic... But uh, I think you laid out a great case. Westbrook probably... The, the 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 current favorite to be the best dunker in the league. You know, one thing I was thinking about that uh, it might come up because whenever they make these moves to the NBA, there's always these unintended consequences. Which, to be honest, I think they're making too many changes to the NBA. Like it just happens so quickly. Like mm-hmm. starting this year, this this All Star. Like, yeah. Next year, the lottery's gonna be different. I think they do change a little too fast. To be honest, I'm probably yeah. in the minority there. But uh, one interesting thing that I th- was thinking about was. You know, every year there's always someone who gets injured from the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. And then they always need replacements. And the players on the outside always campaign. You know, mm-hmm. give me this, give me in there, I, I should deserve it. You know, yeah. They kind of make a, a public plea. But this year there's going to be a, a playground style selection where someone's going to be the last pick and everyone's going to make fun of it. Like, yeah. it's just going to happen. No one's going to say this guy's the... Uh, top 20 NBA player, they're going to say he's the last pick. <laughs> so if you're campaigning, you know, is it still that desirable to be the last one in the All-Star game, knowing that you might likely be the last one picked? Yeah. That's an interesting wrinkle. What makes what jumped out to me is even more exciting is can we bet on who the last guy picked is? Are there lines for that yet? It better be live. I was so pissed. It's definitely it Gordon me. Hayward or Kevin Love, right? One of those two guys. Like, definitely, right? One of those two guys is definitely getting picked last. <laughs> I don't care. You could have like. I would bet on Kevin Love. <laughs> you could have Marvin Williams in there. They'd still leave Kevin Love for last. It'd be definitely... great if LeBron was the, uh... <laughs> the captain. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like he can choose like Millsap or Love, and he chooses Millsap. Chooses Millsap. That'd, that'd be, be great. That'd be alt. That'd be peak. That'd be peak passive aggressive LeBron. I would love that. Oh, that, I'm now super excited for this. I, I disagree with your anti-change thing. All right. Um, my next one is uh, uh this is kind of like a this kind of this is like a a, a quick one. We'll 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 blaze through right here. I like your second question. So I'm two for two, and I'll say if you can stay on right now. Um, Bovada.com has just recently released some interesting prop bets for the upcoming NBA season. A lot of them relate to different statistical things, different over-unders for certain statistical categories. But they also have some interesting uh, side bets right now. Uh, there's one, bet. Yeah, there's one player in the league right now that you can wager on the odds that this player will, during the 2017-2018 season, that this player will become engaged to a Kardashian. Wow. The line is yes at minus 200, and no is plus 150. So yes, a strong favorite in the clubhouse. Wow. That this player will become engaged to any Kardashian, male, wow. female, uh, you know. Transgender. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, whatever. Uh, I think Caitlyn's just female, right? So um, um, however they're choosing to identify, uh, yeah, any, any Kardashian. So there's a whole lot of Kardashians, a whole lot of pl- uh, players. In the NBA, there um, are a lot of Kardashians. I thought there was only two, or there's only three, and then it was like this like, new generation of Kardashians yeah. now. Like, I, I yeah. thought there was only one K Jenner, but yeah. there's like a Kylie, Ky, Kylie, and a Kendall. Yeah, I thought a, there was only one. Yeah, there's a bunch of yeah, a bunch of Jenners and stuff like that. Yeah, and there's like yeah. a fat brother. 
They keep coming, yeah. Poor, yeah, poor announcer. <laughs> yeah, the, the, for the bro. So this is kind of about. Love of the family. I'm throwing this out one just kind of off on the on the off chance that you're not following up on the on the on the pop culture that you're not staying up to date on the on the comings and goings of the okay. NBA stars. So let's see. The line is again yes minus two hundred no shit. plus one fifty. This player will become engaged to a Kardashian so during the season. Yeah, more than half the more than uh, half the time this person's gonna become. Uh, Kardashian. Oh, during the season? During yeah. the season, I guess yeah. it can't be a lifetime thing. Right? You gotta yeah. collect the money. Yeah. Holy shit, that's that's wild, man. So, obviously it's someone young, and it's someone famous. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Embiid stands out, you know, it's really popular on Twitter. But I think, when I think fame, I think, you know, the reason why you marry a Kardashian is not because you're trying to take their virginity, it's because <laughs> <laughs> you're riding the fame train of... Uh, whatever train came before you, <laughs> no double entendre. <laughs> but uh, I think it's got to be Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball, yes, minus two hundred, no plus one fifty. You got the you got the family, the fame. I I think I think they would love. I think the dad would love to set him up. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's it is. Not... It is not Lonzo Ball. It's not Lonzo. It's not Lonzo. It is. Uh, it's Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. He's currently dating Khloe Kardashian. That's the high yes line. Wow. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know that, yeah. I really like overthought this. One. Potential six man of the year. I, I knew he was dating Thompson. her. You knew he was dating the Kardashian. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's it's the, it's, the, it's, the it's chubby one. It's Tristan. Well, hey, this is a, a non body shaming podcast. <laughs> says the chubby. Host. <laughs> says it says the chubby host. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I think um, we're both drinking a little too many beers here. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, Chloe. Shit. Chloe, yeah. if you're listening. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. Yeah, no, yeah, Chloe. Yeah. Um, I thought that I, I might catch you back and forth between James Harden, who was, I guess, he was dating her too, and so Chloe. Was, yeah. Yeah. Same one, and and she dated Lamar too. Yeah. Right? And she's not hot, and she probably did a lot of other guys we don't know. I don't know what's the appeal except know. for the fame. I think it's just the fame. I think you get in that circle. You get. In the, I mean, if you've been in Cleveland your whole professional career, and they show you the bright lights, big city out in LA, it must feel good, man. I don't know. Man, I don't know. Okay, maybe not this year, but give me five years, and I'm taking Lonzo. Lonzo, yeah, long. That's a long term good. I wish they give odds on every player. Yeah, <laughs> someone's going to marry a Kardashian. There's gonna, there's enough Kardashians. Ten thousand to one. Shit. Moscow. This is a like Kindle. She's very nice girl. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah. The, I mean, yeah. This is enough Kardashians that eventually it's going to happen. All right. So yeah, yeah that was a good one. Interesting I, I one. Have listened to the question a little. Closer. Tristan Thompson, yeah, is 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 minus two hundred. But uh, you know those Kardashians. I mean, not too like shit too much on the family or whatever, or pretend I know them. But it does seem like they're into the, uh, the the quick engagements, you know, like yeah. like before I even know they're dating or I know their first name, they're already like engaged to someone famous. So you gotta have I can see yeah. like Alonzo Ball, like you know, they're two hours away from Vegas. Is if there was After a Tristan a Thompson game. versus the field, <laughs> that'd be a good bet. You know, would, would you take the field good. versus? Oh, for sure. I mean, he's the leader in the clubhouse. He's already dating one, and uh, and. I guess, I mean, I'm assuming that if the odds are minus 200, yes, there's got to be a pretty good indication that things are getting serious. I don't know if he's been seeing ring shopping or whatever like that. But anyway. Um, Sounds about right. This is the most we've talked about Damn the Kardashians dear. on the pod. So um, so not- you're one for two. You're still one for one on actual basketball <laughs> questions. No, that, that was a good one. I like it. Uh, All right. I'm going to get you my, mine real quick. Sam, who is the highest paid NBA player this year? Highest paid NBA player this year. Last year was Mike Connolly. Yeah, it was Mike Connolly last year. Um, there are a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of big extensions signed recently. This is interesting because I believe uh, Russell Westbrook's last contract made him was the largest contract ever awarded. 
But does that mean that he is the highest paid player in the league? I mean, I assume last year's was, was Mike Conley, so it would have to be a new contract that was signed this offseason. Um, you know, the big, a lot of the big names definitely took less money. Curry got paid as fuck. Um, is Curry... There's, there's weird wrinkles, right, where if they've made a certain number of all-NBA teams slash if they made a certain number of all-star teams, they're eligible for higher numbers. Because the max contract, the max is just a percentage of the salary cap that they can receive. Yeah, So and hitting certain qualifications gets you a bigger percentage years of, of service to the team. Yeah, the, the, the Derrick Rose rule, if under 25-year-old players make it like an all-NBA or like win the MVP or mm. all first-team all-NBA, like I'm, I'm, I'm no, poorly you're summarizing right, you're right. it, but there's, there's certain incentive-based levels that, we're, that can... But I, I can't imagine that there's any of those that, that Curry qualifies for that Russ doesn't. So unless I'm missing anything, I know that Paul was traded. I don't think that he would be... Doing that, man. No, he's still a year away from the from the free agency one. Draymond already got his deal and Clay did before. I think it's got to be Steph or Westbrook. And I know that Westbrook's. I saw the headlines that Westbrook's made him the the highest paid player. The highest is the largest single contract signed. So I'm gonna guess. Uh, I'm gonna say Russell Westbrook. I believe the Westbrook extension will kick in next year. Oh, an extension. Oh, okay. I was off by a year. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think he signed almost the same deal. Curry got five years, $201 million for $40 million a year. Ba-bang. Starting this year. Wow. Grossly underpaid. Uh, interesting, his last contract was four years, $44 million, So he did in one year. <laughs> yeah, in one year. He's like, yeah, yeah. So. I'm going to make that back. I'm going to make that back. And he deserves it. So oh. good on him. Good, yeah. So, so I, so I might have, I might have, I might have been on the right track there, but I, I was off because of an extension. It was off. You by had the those two guys. So Westbrook yeah. is out. Okay. Oh yeah, that, that's what happens when you don't pay close enough details to the. What do you think Zach Lowe would do in our, our trivia pod? I think he would have missed the Kardashian one, but I think he'd probably be, he'd probably be, he'd probably be one hundred percent on all the rest. We're both two for three. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, both. Uh, no, you you just one for two. You haven't Sorry. heard my third one I, yet. So I'm confidence in your next answer. Confident. I like that. I like that confidence in your next answer. Ooh, which one do I want to give you right now? Um, I've got a couple more, and we can do a few as just like fun little bonus ones to top out at the end. But for the real, the real five place ones, I know you've been looking at that. Um, well, let's go about this one because I think there's a lot of fun things to talk about here. Uh, this is another one uh, from the recent Bovada.com prop bets that were released, and this one is statistically based. Don't worry, no, uh, no well, Kardashians. Last one was amazing. I loved it. No Kardashians in this one here. Um, so this is uh, basically these are the over unders for certain statistical benchmarks. Yeah. Uh, in the NBA, the uh, the lines were released for who is the um, the highest player, uh, the highest number. For over-unders for triple-doubles, basically who's the triple-double leader. Obviously, it's Russell Westbrook. His number is 29.5 is the over-under mm-hmm. you have to bet on the number of, of, of triple-doubles Westbrook will have this year. Who do you think is the number two? Ooh. LeBron, CP3, Harden, Draymond. Uh, I think... So Westbrook is 29? 29.5 is the line. How many did he get last year? What was it? Something 41, right? Something like that's that? That's crazy. Was it? I, 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 again, I'm off the top I of my head. I would bet it's under. I don't think he's going to get all these stats. I don't think, yeah. I think, I mean. I think his rebounds are the, You can tell Stephen Adams not to rebound free throws, but can you tell Paul George? Like, Paul George. Uh, sorry, <laughs> we didn't explain to you when you first moved here. Uh, no, 
Russ gets all those rebounds. So, you yeah. can also tell Carmelo not to rebound. Yeah, I think Carmelo will be fine with that. No, like, no, I'm cool. Once a pretty good. He's, yeah, he's, he's eating a hot dog by the three-point line. <laughs> coming off the bench. <laughs> coming so off the bench. Man. Yeah, triple-double leader for the over-under 29.5. Number two is, is, is not close. It's, it's, it's wild. Yeah, I... He's, he's such an ally. I would take the under. On. That's, that's like, I actually really like the under on that. For the Westbrook? For the Westbrook yeah, one. Yeah, so uh, I mean, Giannis, CP3, Harden, LeBron. These are the names I'm thinking. Point Blake? I don't think he's going to get... Whew, I, I don't know. I'm excited to see Point Blake. I'm excited to see Point Blake. I'm yeah. trying to think. No, it's good. Uh, I, like, I like talking through that. Who are the guys? It's interesting <laughs> talking about who the guys you think because then you can see... Where there might be some value in some of these bets, I want to talk about some of the numbers that I wrote down afterwards. Either way, so so if Blake is really going to have the ball in his hands like this whole time, like how many assists could he really average? Like six, eight. Like, is there any way he could get like to eight? So yeah, I mean, eight seems pretty high. Eight. Mm. I mean, especially when you look at like the the players who like and their averages for assists. You know, Russ obviously hit that double digits last year, but like really difficult to do that. They're not a lot of play, and that's one we can talk about down the line too. Also, interesting over unders for the assist leaders per games. I don't think that'll be one of my five questions, but interesting numbers there too. Yeah, that I mean for the triple double, that's the um, that would seem to be the um, the one that on average would be the hardest to get, which is why you know like the number like Russ is twenty nine and a half. I really like that under. You know, I'm gonna go. Man, these lines are all minus one fifteen. I, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's Harden. I don't think it's gonna be his role in the team to rebound. I think he's gonna try to get out in space, which makes me think that CP three is gonna be the guy. I think points and assists are gonna be easy for him, and I think he's gonna be kind of staying back to either catch the outlet pass or to rebound mm-hmm. and push the ball. Uh, LeBron is just tempting. He's LeBron. <laughs> he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like you gotta ask him like. What? What stats are you going for this year? And then <laughs> get them. Um, I'm gonna go with CP3. CP3. Uh, actually, CP3 is is not number two. Uh, he's he's not one of the ones I wrote down. His number didn't jump out to me. It's LeBron. Uh, ah, fuck. LeBron's line God, is. Damn is, it! I was. Yeah, overthinking it. I think that the the consensus huh? seems to be that that CP3 and Harden are gonna cannibalize each other's assists, and. Um, and I don't know I, where 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 CP three popped up on the on the rebounds list. LeBron's over under line is is eight. Hmm. So think about that. Westbrook twenty nine and a half. Number two is eight. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know which way I'd go. It's such a it's so hard to get a triple double. Such a hard. It's There's such no a strange way Westbrook. Even if it was twenty, I would take Westbrook's under. Let's go hard on this end. I like this. All these lines for the over unders are are, are minus one fifteen. So you you make a couple of these bets. You have to hit I think fifty four percent to be winning money mm-hmm. on these bets. But um, LeBron's eight. Uh, Draymond Green, his line, his number is six. Yeah. Uh, a couple other ones that jumped out to me. Uh, Jokic, big Joker in uh, in Denver, three and a half. I think he had three just in the second half of the season last year. Yeah. Playing a full year, he's got to get one that. more. Interesting one. Lonzo Ball, one and a half. He gets two triple doubles, and he breaks that over under. How's he going to score that many points? <laughs> That's a good point. You're right. That's, I don't like that. Very enough. Right. One really interesting to me right here. Ben Simmons, 0. 0.5. Oh, my God. I if love he gets that, dude. a triple double. Ben Simmons looks good. You don't think he's going to get a triple double? I think he's going to. A triple double, and you win. 
That, I don't know, man. Another guy, you might miss it with the points. That line might move. All of a sudden, like, I hate the Sixers as a team, but I love all their individual prop bets. I love all their... There's just so much potential. There's so much unknown. You know? I love like, them, yeah, it's yeah. It's easy to, like, think one way and then realize the number is so low. Yeah. Because Vegas doesn't know either. They're just, like, put the number in the middle. Like, yeah. Like, okay, you guys bet against each other. We'll take the big. Yeah, like, they're all one, minus 115, no so they're all big. Those. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. Interesting articles on uh, Sports Insights. Great thing to check out about betting against the public. Very interesting um, articles there. Mm, um, yeah. Sports Insights. Okay. Sports Insights. Yeah, we'll shout One out for that. three, man. If this was a three-point contest, I'd be feeling pretty good about myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. All right, Sam, I got one for you. All right. There are four teams in the NBA that have a former MVP player on their roster. There's mm-hmm. only four. Really? That's wild. Can you name them? Only four That have teams. a former MVP player on their team. Oklahoma City Thunder, Golden State Warriors, Cleveland Cavaliers. Those are three of the four. And now I got to dig into who the fuck else was a, an MVP player. Um, you need to break down the, the MVPs. Bonus, can you name Oklahoma City's MVP? So uh yeah, um it's interesting, yeah, because you know, you go back to the K D season, Steph Curry all in Golden State. You've got uh, you know, LeBron's MVPs and um One and, other uh, and uh one other on Cleveland, can you name it? Oh Derek Rose, yeah, of course Derek Rose there. Uh and uh, and Westford Westbrook. Um none of the Boston guys, those guys are too young, none of, I mean so you're looking at an older, you look at an older, an older player, an MVP, from well past at least you know prior to LeBron James MVP run uh, with the Miami Heat, um, and uh, even if D Wade did have a former MVP, he would also be a Cleveland guy as well. Um, you look at the rest of the Western Conference. Uh, you know, uh, Kawhi's never got the MVP, and you know Duncan is long gone. Um, oh, I think uh, number I mean, four is surprising. I mean, sorry, only four is surprising, right? Only four is very surprising. That's it shows something about that consolidation, uh, uh, and some of them are kind of like you, you know, kind of like fluky and weird. You know, like if it was if Rose was still in the Knicks, it'd be five, or whatever. Like and the Knicks would have a former MVP, like crazy. Yeah. Um, Dallas Mavericks, Dirk Nowitzki. You got it. Yes, Dirk Nowitzki MVP. The 06, 07 season. Yeah. Yeah, big Dirk. Yeah, <laughs> big Dirk taking that MVP home. That's amazing. That there's only four teams. With former MVPs on their roster, that's wild. Yeah, there's actually only there's only ten MVPs. See how to say this? Only ten MVP trophies owned by current NBA players. That's wild. LeBron's got four. Yeah. Rose has one. Curry's got two. KD's got one. Nowitzki's got one. Westbrook's got one. That's wild. That's only ten in the league. Only ten in the league. Four right LeBron. And five on Cleveland. What is the why? So you, I mean, you go back the last ten years. So then you know, what are the players? Who are the players that have that we've lost? Kobe, uh, Tim Duncan, those retirements. Shaq, those retirements probably took a lot of, a lot of MVP. You know, bag. I don't know how you describe it. You know, MVP baggage, baggage with yeah, them like basically. It. Yeah, uh, out the door. That's wild. That's very very. That's a, that's a really cool. I like that question a lot. That's a very cool angle for it. Um, that's, that's a great one. Yeah, uh, just to, to go back to add a little couple other ones, Steve Nash, he won it back-to-back. That's right, yeah, Nash, yeah. In the 04, 05, and 05, 06. Yeah, you mentioned Kobe, took a lot with mm-hmm. them. Kevin Garnett won it in 03, yeah. 04. Yeah, a lot of recent retirements, basically. Yeah. You know, like looking at the that's past it. three or four years, 
that list would have looked much different three or four years ago because the last three or four years, the only new MVP would have been, you know, Curry would have already had one, Westbrook, I guess. And, um, yeah, I don't know, maybe Curry. Yeah, Curry, if you wait three or four years, you'd have both the Currys there. But, um, yeah, very, very interesting. That definitely would have been a much wider scope. A lot more teams with NBA candidates. It's kind of weird because um, it seems to fit the narrative of team consolidation and, like, the consolidation of superstars that we've kind of talked about. But if you actually look at who has the MVPs, it really doesn't fit that narrative because no one's arguing that Derrick Rose joining the Cavaliers is unfair, <laughs> shifting the balance of the league. You know, KD and, and Curry for sure. That's a part of the larger narrative of the team. But the other the other MVP guys, it's not really part of the story of consolidation. It sounds like it would be part of that. Super all oh, these super teams are so unfair. Only four teams have former MVPs. No, it's kind of like no. There's just not that many former MVPs in the league right now. Where yeah, it's still um, a period of transition. Yeah, um, and there's that great Chinese meme that was floating around. You showed me that. Yeah, uh, fantastic. It's sort of in a comic book style where LeBron is praying to God for you know to get help for an MVP player. Please God, bring me an MVP. Yeah. <laughs> and Derek Rose shows up. And Derek Rose, ah, oh, goddamn you, God. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, some of the Chinese, yeah, the Chinese language memes are absolutely fantastic. They got great stuff. Okay, um, Sam, you are three for four. Three for four, banging them out. I, I love need it. You win the next two to tie. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, so uh, I'm gonna do another uh, over under statistical benchmark uh, prediction going up here. Okay. Um, in the upcoming season, there are eight players who have an over-under of at least 25 points per game. So there are okay. eight total players who are given an over-under that's at least 25 points per game. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to give you four of them. Okay. And I want to see if you can fill out the rest of the four. Okay. All right. So, uh, and I'm not going to give you, like, the top four or anything like that. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you one of two from each of the first, like, each of the groups. Great, yeah. So I'll okay. give you one of the top two, one of the three fours, Perfect. one of the five six, and one of the uh, seven eight. Okay? Okay. The one of the top two I'll give you is, uh, is Harden. Mm -hmm. One of the uh, three four I'll give you is Anthony Davis. Okay. One of the five six I will give you is Kevin Durant. Okay. And one of the seven eight I'll give you Demar Derozan. Can you give me the other four players? Okay, Curry. Curry, yep, he is. Uh, I'll go down. He's he's the seven eight match. He's the seven eight, huh? I mean, there's uh, sorry, the, the bottom four or maybe even the bottom five are all exactly at twenty five. So uh, this is Curry is his over under is twenty five. Twenty five points per game, yeah. And Demar Derozan's over is twenty five. Yeah, I think Demar Derozan could average thirty this year. I think this is I think it's a season where their team kind of sucks and they give him the ball. He's chucking. He's doing the Kobe tour. What if he finally starts hitting threes? What if that happens? What if Demar like, shot like twenty six percent last year? Interesting. <laughs> I mean, and he shoots them, so it's yeah. like, yeah, like, you know, hopefully he can get to, like, 32 or something. That's yeah. a couple more points a game. So I got Curry, uh, Damian Lillard. Yep. He's also one of the 25 guys. I hate him at the, you can call it the 5-6, whatever, just that, yeah, that bottom. Okay. Uh, Giannis. Oh, I fucked it up. Is not Giannis? Giannis is not over 25? Come on. No, no, no. Come on. Two more, two more guys. You know who these guys. You get, you get these guys. I'm, I'm pretty sure I know these guys. Well, I already messed it up, right? No, you get we messed up. I'll give you one miss. Right? You got to name four guys. One, 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 one mulligan. Miss. Yeah, okay, yeah, one okay. mulligan. Then. I get four out of five. Yeah. 
Curry, Lillard. Giannis isn't enough 25 a game? Nope. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Westbrook. Yep, absolutely. So you're missing one guy. So this one, I'm I, to think I'll say you got to nail this one guy. I'm trying to think, is, is LeBron going to score that much? I think he is. I'm going to go LeBron. It's not LeBron. God damn it. I'm 0 for 2 on my LeBron guesses. Who Kyrie. Kyrie. Oh, that is horrible. Kyrie. A lot of people are giving Kyrie some love as potential points per game leader. I like it. Kyrie, yeah. Was well, that one of the ones I believe Simmons were talking about that? Right? They were banging that out. Yeah. And the lines moved it's a whole 20 bunch. 20 to 1, yeah. I like our Lillard bet. That's one of the ones, that our futures bet that we agreed on. I yeah. like that bet. Yeah. He's saying DeRozan going for 30. I don't think anyone's going to get 30. I think, I think Dame just shoots the same clip he did last year. I think 28-29 a game is going to be the tops in the league, and it's going to win it. Um, and so I, I like I like I like our Lillard bet a lot. I like him. He's still sitting at sixteen to one, I believe. Uh, great, a great pick. So what's the deal? Everyone's saying LeBron is going to win the MVP this year. I personally don't see. It. I don't think he's going to try it that hard. But yeah. I think you were on that bandwagon, and I think yeah, I think like every yeah. smart person, Glow, Bill Simmons, like all when I listen to everyone's like he's like the clear favorite. So, but he's not going to get twenty five a game. Yeah, I mean, the, for the over-under. So maybe um, if you like the LeBron MVP candidate, maybe you take the over on his... Uh, his I don't know what I his mean, line is. I mean, how could he win the MVP if he doesn't score more than 25 a game? I think the Cavs are a one or two seed if uh, if he's two, eight, and seven a night. If he's playing engaged, locked-in defense. I think we just... The, rec- I think the it, defense, I, yeah. I think it's just a season of recognizing LeBron James' greatness. I think it's like a kind of like an apology for not... Um, you know, I mean, a lot. Of, you know, the writers have made the point. It's hard to give a guy the uh, the MVP when he doesn't try on defense till April. I think this might be the year that changes, mm-hmm. and I think even an incremental change in that kind of a in that direction towards apparently giving more of a shit during the regular season will be enough. For the you know, it's just like it's like the Michael it's like the Michael Jordan thing. For a long time, they got bored for voting for Michael Jordan. LeBron James is clearly the best player. This might be one of his last years of being the best player in the league. I think the sports writers are going to talk themselves into it, especially because some of the other prime candidates are going to, you know, have. I think that it last year's MVP debate was unsatisfying, given the what happened in the playoffs, given that we had this whole great season-long debate about Westbrook and Harden, and who's going to be number one, who's going to be number one, and uh, and and Harden flamed out spectacularly in the playoffs, and Westbrook, you could watch those when you saw them in the crunch time, how easy their off their offense was to defend because he's just shooting them, you know putting up ridiculous numbers of shots, how unwatchable kind of that team was against high-level competition, I think that that left a bad taste in a lot of voters' mouths. I think that this is going to be a rebound year. People react to what they saw last year. Last year they went with the statistics with those guys. They saw what happened in the playoffs. What's the safe thing to do? Pick the best player in the league. Okay, so for career, he averages 27 points. Last year he averaged 26.4, along with... Almost nine assists and nine rebounds a game. I just don't understand how he's going to win the MVP, taking a a, a big dip in score. That's interesting. I don't see how he gets over. I like his over. Score. I like his over on points per game. I think we got a few good bets we can make here. I like the under on the Westbrook triple doubles. I like the over on the LeBron James points per game. Uh, I'm excited bets. for that. I'm excited for this. Um, the DeRozan one is kind of yeah yeah. I like I like there's some, so, there's some bets we can make here. But yeah, along the lines of the, your narrative, you know, I think a lot of times LeBron kind of gives off the image not intentionally. But that he doesn't give a fuck mm-hmm. about the regular season and it like this is all like beneath him or something. Right. I think he's got to kind of like play the game. Like Westbrook, every fucking game he really fucking tried last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was just went all out, especially all fourth out. quarter. Yeah. You know Isaiah Thomas was the same, but uh, 
just really, really caring. And if LeBron can just pretend to do that, yeah, just when he talks to the media, I really care about the regular season. I really want the number one seed instead of saying but we I don't, don't care. But I think he, yeah, but I don't know why. Like, why should he do that? To win the MVP. To win the MVP, yeah. If, if that's his goal, I, I for sure. I think he has to control the narrative. But I think he understands that. The, I think that he understands at the higher level that the that the real narrative is about winning championships. And yeah, but they're not going to. I mean, they're going to vote at the end of the regular season. Well, that's so. what might. That's what might. You might be right. You might. You might hit the nail on the head with this one. This might be the year he realizes he's not winning the championship. So this might be the year he just goes all out for another MVP, you know? So he might be, yeah. Just roasting Orlando for like 50 points. That'd be awesome. I would love to see, yeah, just like, just playoff LeBron, peak playoff LeBron versus like the Atlanta Hawks this year. <laughs> LeBron has a quintuple double. He's got a 12th steal. <laughs> I want to see how he plays defense against Lonzo Ball. Oh, he's got yeah. some, he has some run-ins with that family. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's been really, really interesting. There's going to be so many great matchups. How about so, that? Yeah. So, Sam, you locked it up, but now we're playing for the pride within the pride. Pride, you're pride. You're the winner, you get the pride, but now it's like you can really rub it in. You can go play off LeBron on me right now. There we go. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Kevin Pelton put out some really popular uh, wins projections based yep. on his uh, model. That's a great track reason, record with that. And I think the reason why it's so popular is he did it first. Just straight up. Like, mm-hmm. like if he did it right now, I don't think it would get nearly as much coverage. But he did it like a month ago. And so everyone referenced it for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. So that's the reason why I kind of feel okay throwing you this number. Yeah. Because it is something we both looked at. Absolutely. We looked and at it hard for our wins total and our over-under pods. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and his predictions for who has the least amount of wins this season is not a ridiculous one. So, Sam, I'm going to ask you, who does Kevin Pelton predict will win the least amount of games Ooh. in the NBA this year. The least amount of games overall in the entire NBA. Um, interesting. And, and again, this is not Kevin Pelton specific. This is a team where if you look at most people's power ranking, this team is towards the bottom. Yeah, yeah, we we yeah. just looked at this a little bit. So I don't know. I like it. I like this one for his projections. Uh, I'm not going to flip back the pages to where I think I have all his projections <laughs> written down, which I did for over under putt. So That'd I'm, be great I'm, if we're allowed to like load up on stats. Just load up on, yes, have like, or just Google it. Uh, that, that, that would be shitty. Um, Five second rule. So uh, some of the teams I remember being very close to the bottom. Let me just assemble kind of a list of the teams that I know are close to the bottom. Um, you have the perennial, uh, not the perennial, the, the new, the nouveau Eastern Conference cellar dwellers, uh, cellar dwellers the Hawks, the Bulls. Um, the, the Nets are always down pretty low. The Pacers losing Paul George down a little bit. Orlando Magic pretty bad. Over in the Western Conference, you got the Phoenix Suns, the Los Angeles Lakers. Sacramento Kings, actually, I think, their statistics, because they had that weird mix of veterans, I don't think in Kevin Pelton's model they bounced so much. Um... Uh, but I believe when you just looked at the rosters, and I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm going off the top here, it was the Chicago Bulls. It was actually the Atlanta Hawks. Damn, the Hawks. Seven wins, they predicted. Wow. They are the lowest in the NBA and the Eastern Conference, of what course. What was the Bulls? Uh, I'll check in a second. But uh, in the Western Conference, Sacramento was 27.4. So just 0.4 wins more. 0.4 wins better. really low those on are, Sacramento. I, those are both super high for me. <laughs> I think those numbers are both super high. Yeah, it I seems bang, like yeah. one team... One team's definitely going to win less than 27, 27 games, for sure. Even, you know, maybe 22, like, if you get down there. Remember, last year's Brooklyn Nets won, what, 21 games, or was it 20 games? And, like, you know, in the decades before, we had teams winning nine games. We had teams winning in the, the teams Sixers, consistently. Yeah, the like the Charlotte games. Hornets had a season where they, where they absolutely bottomed out. It was very, very um, 
Yeah, very interesting. Do you remember the team that made the uh, the, the largest statistical jump according to Kevin Pelton's projections? Uh, is it the Wolves? Yeah, the Wolves. A uh, 17 game jump. I think and he uh, Pete Vegas projects agreed. him as the number four team. Vegas likes them, yeah, but, you know, I don't I mean, know. Vegas agreed with Bet that against jump. the public, yeah. So go to, I'm interested to see if you go down here. What were the Chicago Bulls? Bulls 28 and a half. But, ah, I wish that was the over-under so I could bet against that three times. Jesus, oh my God, that's insane. Atlanta Hawks, I mean, I understand if you plug their players into a statistical model, I think the answer is just it laughing at you in, in, in binary. Like, it's just a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous team. Yeah, and the real plus minus numbers, which are great at predicting what a team can actually do to perform, don't incorporate, does the team have their own draft pick? Are they going to tank? Are they going to give the minutes to young guys that have older guys. The kind so, of incentive-based things that might make a team work harder or whatever so like this, that. At the bottom, this is not really as accurate. I think it's at the top, it's you know much more accurate where yeah. teams are playing their best and he's looking at what you know what talent do they have, what chance of winning do they have. So Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, ridiculous. I mean, the Atlanta Hawks roster. Atlanta Hawks are just such an unlikable franchise. I'm sorry. Like, I know people I love that 61-win team and the, and the magic of that cool season or whatever like that, but like... Wasn't their owner, like, didn't have to resign in disgrace because he got caught, like, saying racist things about the fans? Dennis Schroeder, like, was arrested for battery charges or something like that. Just like a... Just He's got a, this skunk streak in his hair. Just a dumpster pile of his franchise. Um, but Dominique Wilkins is great on there. On the league pass, it's great to listen to. Um, all right, uh, cool. So that so I finished uh, a three for five, I told. Uh, you got, you're right about Bogut. You're right about Vince Carter. And you were right about the MVP, yeah. Three for not, five. Three for good. five. All right, not bad, not bad. Great questions all around. So, uh, so far you are you are one for four. So this is a redemption. This is a redemption pick right now. On uh, and this is another. Um, Gotta shoot forty percent. This is another betting line that I really really like for the upcoming season. Okay, um, for the upcoming season, there's a there's a game you can circle it on your calendar, circle it on the schedule, and you can make a bet if you want to that uh, two players. That when they play, you can bet on the odds that they will make physical contact on the court with each other before the tip-off. That they will make some sort of physical, like it, it could be, it could be a, a punching, it could be, it could be a handshake, it could be a, oh, a pat man. on the butt. That these players will make physical contact. Let me give you the odds. The yes is minus two hundred. The no is plus one sixty. So, the interesting odds, a little big back and the, forth. The yes is minus 200. Minus 200, yeah. Okay. I'm assuming that they will Maybe make I'll physical contact. I remember, in general, in every NBA starts with every player touching every other player. So, so it'd be a del- deliberate slight. Are these the only odds? There's only for these two players? The only, Yeah, the, only for these okay, two players. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. The only ones that I've seen. I don't know if you can go down the list of every two players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is Mozgov going to touch D'Angelo Russell? Uh, who gives a fuck? Uh, yeah, these two players... Um, just specifically, like if when they play, obviously uh, they will make contact on the court with each oh, other before the opening tip. Okay, so my first thing was like, obviously this is this is Durant and Westbrook, and then I thought, okay, there's okay. only there's only one. I can only choose one combo of players. Mm-hmm. So you know what's more topical? Like who's the new Westbrook Durant? Yeah. I, it could still be Westbrook and Durant, but I think it's got to be the new Westbrook and Durant where. The lesser player actually leaves the better player, <laughs> and I think it's uh, Kyrie and LeBron. Absolutely, yeah, Kyrie and LeBron. You can bet oh, on that man. line. Isn't that great? I love the world that we live in. You can bet on that. Minus two hundred. Yes, they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna do it for sure. For sure. 
LeBron's gonna come over and just like and just like pat him on the back or something like that. LeBron's gonna do that. You know, that's his and whole. Kyrie's gonna give him like that. Hey, hey, we're still friends. Like hey, handshake. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Like, the whole, yeah, it's whole, yeah. Super awkward. Yeah, Kyrie, man, that's gonna be interesting. Get to watch throughout the season in Boston. How he handles that. That's a great line. Awesome. Yeah, you pull it out. Great, great redemption. Oof, shooting forty percent. I'm liking it. Did you have any other like? Did you have any bonus questions? That's like can't, anything that that popped up that seemed interesting while you're doing it? anything that might be relevant to people with it or the betting. No, I don't, Sam. No, no? Okay. Go oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I hit you with a few quick rapid-fire ones? Rapid like that? These are ones Place I didn't out. pick because I think, that you'd prob- I think they're a little too easy for you. See if you can- um, uh, over-unders for assists per game. There's only one player whose over-under is above 10. Which player do you think is above 10 assists per game and is over-under? There's only one player in the league. Uh, I, I, shit. <laughs> I mean, okay. I said before I thought CB3, but uh, that was a no-go. Uh... Over under, I think it's not Westbrook. That's what I was going to say. I think, I don't know, Westbrook. Uh, No, they have him at 9.5. It's uh, John Wall. John Wall, Wall, 10.5 is his over under. He was the assist leader last year, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's probably a a lock for that uh, that assist. I think that's, you know, he's, he's comfortable with that team, everything like that. Um, one interesting one looking at divisions, uh, the, the odds have really moved around with the divisions, so we talked talk about that a little bit. Um, obviously the team with the best division odds is the Golden State Warriors at minus 5,000. Uh, which team has the second best division odds? It's gotta be the Cavaliers. Yeah, minus 1,500 for them. Celtics only minus 400. Second. Yeah, Milwaukee second. I got, what, like, the, the Raptors really? Okay, yeah, so Raptors the, and yeah. also the Wizards too. Wizards are in the uh, the, the, the third uh, Eastern Conference division, so they're not in the uh, Celtics division. I thought they were in the Atlantic. No, the Wizards are in the Southeast or whatever. The South. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we discovered this on the podcast. Before. Yeah, that's one of your that's one of your best futures bets. Uh, yeah. Minus one seventy. They're in the same division as the Heat and the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, yeah. And there's a kind of an interesting division. Yeah, Celtics minus four hundred. Raptors plus four fifty. Cavs minus fifteen hundred. The Bucks plus seven hundred. Seventy Sixers in the Atlantic with the Celtics and Raptors plus one thousand. Uh, maybe some weird injury and Joel Embiid goes nuts. Um, you got you actually tagged in the Wizards at minus one twenty five for your bet. They've since moved to one seventy. So nice job right there. Uh, the Celtics have gone from minus two hundred to minus four hundred. So a couple of those lines have moved in interesting ways. Mm. Some cool things right there. And that's all it. Right. That's all the news that's fit to print. It's great. I'm ready for the NBA season. Man. I can't be I'm more primed. excited. Tips off. Uh, this evening, USA time. Tomorrow morning, Taiwan time. This podcast can be posting uh, shortly for, uh, for after, the, after we finish recording right now. And, uh, and that was a great one, man. Awesome job all around. Great questions. Man, watching live sports in Taiwan is not always the greatest. But, you know, for our American listeners, you guys are going to wake up tomorrow. You're going to be excited for the NBA. You're going to go to school, you're going to go to work, and then you're going to watch the NBA at the end of the night. Sam and I, we're going to wake up. It's going to be a true Christmas morning. We're, I'm literally going to wake up and turn on the boom. Games. Yeah, turn, it's turn on the league pass, turn off the don't show me the fucking scores league pass. I want to watch this shit from start <laughs> to finish. Uh, so excited. This has been Dunk You Very Much. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed our trivia pod, and I hope you enjoy the upcoming NBA season. We'll be right back at you guys uh, with a recap of all the action from week one and lots of more exciting things to come from Dunk You Very Much. Yeah, we're going to start pushing out the pods. We're going to be... Uh... We'll be on here all the time. Any anything that happens, we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna be doing weekly pods, the recaps. Just, I'm so excited to have actual basketball to talk about. This is your one-stop shop, ladies and gentlemen. Let's this is it. it. Trivia pod out. Good night. Thank you very much. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you.